Well, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of WA This Week. You know, um, interesting, this week we've heard the Premier engaging in in what we can only describe as contradictory spin on the potential use of the quarantine facility that was built out at Bullsbrook by the Commonwealth Government. Now, some of you may know there's a 500 bed facility that's been built out there, quite a nice facility. Um, but given the changes in the trajectory of COVID and given the changes in the quarantine laws, that facility is no longer required. Now, the Premier has come out and said, well, that, that centre should be used uh, to house workers coming into the state uh, on a temporary basis, but, you know, for up to a period of months until they can find housing. Well, in the first place, what an absolute admission of failure by the Premier of his government to provide suitable housing in the state of Western Australia. Now, we pressed the Premier on this and said, look, Premier, we've got over 500 rough sleepers, homeless people in the uh, metropolitan area of Perth at the moment. Um, those people, you know, are, are having to live through a, a really wintry, uh, a cold winter. I mean, this has been the rainiest, coldest winter I can remember for some time. And yet those people, many of them um, are sleeping, you know, out in shop uh, eaves ways. Uh, they're, they're um, you know, finding whatever nook and cranny they can to get out of this horrendous weather. But freezing cold at night, uh, most of them uh, have other issues, um, health issues, mental health issues and the like. We said to the Premier, Premier, why don't you use this facility to house those people? I mean, essentially, all of those people could be housed in a, in a beautiful uh, setting for them uh, uh, compared to what they have to tolerate. Um, and it would enable government services then to work with those people to help those people get their lives back in order. Um, what does the Premier say? The Premier actually came out and said, oh, well, no, no, homeless people wouldn't want to stay there. I mean, this is ridiculous. So the Premier thinks that the facility should be suitable for workers coming from overseas, but doesn't think the facility would be acceptable to people who have nowhere to live. I mean, this is just perverse uh, for the Premier to come out and say that. And it's more than perverse, it's heartless and cruel. I, you know, I've constantly said about this Labor government, they're all about spin, but they don't do anything. Um, whether it's the complete failure of the Transport Minister um, in delivering anything on Metronet. Um, but down here to, to homelessness, you know, we've got a housing minister, uh, a junior housing minister who's come into a job and, uh, and, and, and the government still haven't replaced the homes, the social homes that they sold in their first term. Here, you've got a golden opportunity for the government to come in and make a major difference to the lives of those people uh, who are homeless. And all of you would know, uh, you must see in your suburb, even in my own office apartment, uh, there's a homeless person that uh, sometimes sleeps in the basement of, of my office compartment. And that is true right across metropolitan Perth and other parts of uh, the suburban areas of Perth. Here's a solution but the Premier is refusing to use it. I think it's cruel and heartless of the Premier. And as I say, to say that it's gonna be attractive for foreign workers to stay there, but, but people who are homeless, who are desperate for help, won't stay there is just ridiculous. Um, one area I did want to highlight today was the excellent work being done by my parliamentary colleague in the Upper House, the Honourable Donna Farragher. 
Now Donna has a number of hats, uh, a number of areas that uh, she works in as our shadow minister, but uh, she's the shadow for community services, early childhood learning, youth, seniors and ageing. One of the areas that Donna has had a passion around for a long time is ensuring that young people have adequate health services that, that enable their proper development. Now, most kids, you know, they grow up and they go through their early years without too many issues and, and they go on. But, but there are a lot of children that have significant development issues. And, you know, many of you would know that either directly or because of experience with, with friends or family. You know, kids need help with, uh, for example, speech. Some children really struggle with that area. And of course, if they don't get assistance when they're young, um, in their very early years, in those, those first couple of years of their life, then that affects them for the rest of their life. So it's imperative that those paediatric services, whether it's a physical health issue um, or whether it's a general developmental issue, that they get that, uh, they get that assistance you know, straight away and that they need to do it. Now, you know, uh, if people can afford to pay for specialists, then, you know, they, then typically they can get those services. But what Donna's revealed through the work that she's been doing is that we have uh, just the most appalling wait times um, for those developmental services. And I'll just go through some of them. And I think you'll be, I was shocked when I read this list and I think any parent um, who has a child would be shocked by this as well. But if you're going through the public system, which many people have to because they have no choice, if you want to see a paediatrician, it's a 16-month wait. If you want uh, help with audiology, a two-month wait. If you want physiotherapy, a nine-month wait. If you want uh, occupational therapy, a seven-month wait. If you want clinical psychology, obviously a, a massively important area in those very early um, years of a child, a 12-month wait, and speech pathology, a nine-month wait. Now, all of you know, you all parents have been through that stage of your child learning to speak. Imagine that your child is having speech difficulties and, and is struggling in that area, and you have to wait um, nine months to actually get help with speech pathology. I mean, that's life changing. That means that every month you wait, and you know this, every month you wait makes it harder to deal with those issues, harder to resolve those problems. Why is this happening? Because we've got a government, as I've said many, many times, is utterly failed to provide the health services that we need in this state. Uh, this is just an appalling record by this uh, state government and, and you know, effectively they're not doing about it. Now the government, they love to wave their hand and blame everyone else. Five years in, they're still trying to blame everyone else but themselves for their lack of performance in this area. But just remember, when the government stopped people coming into the state for two years for the pandemic, one of the groups that they stopped were doctors and nurses, medical professionals that work in these areas coming into the state. You know, these wait times are a direct consequence of the failure of the McGowan Labor government and the health minister, uh, the Honourable Amber Jade Sanderson. Um, I congratulate Donna for her excellent work. Donna has had a, uh, been running a petition in this area and she'll announce the outcome of that petition next Tuesday. So 
I think what we're going to find is that there are many, many thousands of Western Australians who are deeply concerned about this issue, and the McGowan Labor government and the Health Minister, Amber Jade Sanderson, need to take this seriously and to resolve this issue. This is unacceptable, and this is causing enormous distress to parents, but, but worse than the distress to the parents, this is, is affecting those children potentially for the rest of their lives. Uh, that is unacceptable. Um, in Parliament this week, we pursued a number of issues. Uh, we pursued a, a range of issues of ministers who are utterly failing in their jobs. And I won't go through all of those, but perhaps it would make a, a useful topic for a whole podcast at some stage. And just to go through those failures of the, of, uh, the McGowan government ministers. But the one that really stood out for us, uh, in which we did pursue this week, was... Um, the issue of the Attorney-General, John Quigley. Now, um, I think many of you know, and I think we have spoken about it a little before, but, you know, John Quigley goes to court, um, uh, and this is as a result of a, a defamation uh, trial, um, and I, I went through the history of this a little bit last time, but he gave evidence that was completely wrong uh, in that defamation trial. And as, as I explained in Parliament this week, he goes back to court using your money uh, and uh, gives further evidence to, to correct the incorrect evidence he gave last time. He even got that wrong. The judge commented on it. Now, you know, the judge said that there was no intent uh, on his part to directly mislead. But the simple fact is, you've got an attorney general, the highest law officer in the state, who goes to a, the federal court, gives false evidence, goes back to court to correct uh, that false evidence, and then gives further evidence which is actually wrong. Now, you know, you can form your own view uh, about why that happened. And as I say, the judge formed that view that the, that the Attorney General was simply confused uh, in some way. But what is very clear is you cannot be the highest law officer in the state if you cannot give considered evidence that is true in the federal court, and then when you go back, give further evidence which is not correct. I mean, you know, the Attorney General, uh, you know, he, he may have had some achievements uh, in the past, but it is very clear that he is no longer fit to hold that office. What do we see this week? Instead of the Premier sort of saying, yes, this Attorney General's given good service, but you know what, I've got 10 lawyers uh, amongst my many members in Parliament. I've got eight of them who have been admitted as, uh, you know, as uh, barristers in the, in the courts. They could do that work and there are some in, amongst that group, some capable individuals. Instead of saying, we're going to do that, what does he do? He gets up and continues to defend this Attorney-General. Now we know why he's doing it and it, it all goes back, and I won't go through all the detail, but it all goes back to internal machinations in the Labor Party where um, there was a move against McGowan when he was opposition leader and, and uh, John Quigley got up and named names in a party room and, and revealed this plot and uh, it was all put down. So this is just tribal loyalty, um, but it's not the right thing to do by the state of Western Australia. We need an Attorney General who, who shows the highest standards of behaviour, um, who is utterly beyond reproach in the way that he does his work. And I don't see how that can be the case 
when you have an Attorney General giving considered evidence in two court cases in the federal court where he in fact uh, gets his uh, evidence completely wrong. So we think the Premier should replace uh, John Quigley uh, and we think that uh, someone else should be given the chance to do that job. It, it is, uh, as I say, critically important that we have someone in that role who is utterly and totally above and beyond reproach. Look, um, thank you very much for listening to the podcast this week. As I always say, please give us your feedback and uh, more particularly, please share this. Get it out uh, to your colleagues. Um, we use, uh, this is available as a podcast on iTunes, Spotify or Stitcher. And so you can share the audio. Um, and video is available on LinkedIn and Spotify. If you just look up Dr. David Honey, um, on uh, uh, LinkedIn and YouTube, I should say, uh, then you can uh, actually get the video and share that with your colleagues and with your friends. So please get the message out. I think it's important that we let the people of Western Australia know that uh, we have a government that isn't doing their job and you can let them know. Thank you.